1: In-depth business and investing news, we are Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump says that experimental drug has been authorized to be used on hospital COVID hospitalized COVID-19 patients, I should say, and meanwhile, the whole issue of social distancing and whether or not people have the right to break the rules continues to make headlines around the country as anti-shutdown demonstrations picked up around the country. The arrival of a new month
0: brought with it anti-shutdown protests around the country. In Chicago, small business owner Chris Clifford warned,
3: As the weather gets warmer, I have a real concern that things are going to escalate significantly.
0: In Sacramento, California, Governor Gavin Newsom had advice for the protesters outside. Take care of yourself. Wear face covering. Washington Governor Jay
4: Inslee extended his stay-at-home order. We have not won this fight against this virus.
2: And that report is from correspondent Mike Grazia. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow was down 622 points. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance?
5: Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me,
0: Being a teenager
6: is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's
0: teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! <laughs> Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun.
6: Not just fun. They're a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) 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 Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future.
3: This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
2: The following program was pre-recorded.
0: The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically, the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
4: States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria.
0: As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you.
6: Shut it down. Screw your PL. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue, and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid, and that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans
1: to come together and do our part. We have the greatest economy in the world. We have the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it.
5: When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
0: Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning, welcome
3: to King Banyan's show. This is 1440, thank you. Yeah, timpani. Uh... (laughs) You remembered, Oh, how nice. Well, King Show, business fourteen forty. So glad to be with you. Um, we did. We made a slight adjustment. Uh, we are still. We are still uh, doing a bit of a recording here for you. So if you are listening to us uh, Saturday morning, um, I'm around and I'm listening to the show just like you. Just find us on Twitter at pound KBRS, and I'm there. I'll visit with you. Um, but, uh, we're, we're just being sure we've found a better connection here. We've moved locations and the speed test says I'm good. So we'll find out how well this works today. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, this is the week where I think, uh, in terms of the economic news, uh, people are beginning to grasp what the situation is. We're going to spend this week and next week basically diving into the first real reports of what the COVID-19 shutdown is costing the U.S. economy. Up to now, we've had – there's some weekly data out there that we've used. Um, For example, I was talking about – even a month ago, I was talking about – the information you were getting from a website called Open Table, which you can use to make reservations, um, and of course it went to zero for a full-service restaurant in Minneapolis on uh, May. 7, excuse me, on March seventeenth. News this week that uh, the Dayton sons, uh, Governor Dayton's two sons that own the Bachelor Kitchen, the Bachelor Farmer, uh, highly-rated restaurant in the Twin Cities, has announced it will not reopen. So there's one casualty of the of the COVID nineteen shutdown. If you missed that, it was in I think it was in City Pages uh, earlier this week. Uh, so, and I know people who are strongly uh, Republican or, or, or Democrat will have different views on the fact because of who the owners are. But the fact of the matter is, there are lots of restaurants that aren't going to reopen even if we were to have opened everything up on Monday, as opposed to the rolling, very slow reopening that uh, Governor Walls has embarked on. Um, and this is going to play out in 50 different places, actually more than 50, because counties sometimes have significant powers delegated to them from, from their states, and those counties can actually have different rules uh, within a state. So slowly but surely, things are going to begin to reopen. And I think the question that, that I'm going to ask you today to think about is, you know, is time to start really thinking about. Is it a V-shaped recovery? Is it a U-shaped recovery? And that all depends on, on, the sh- the sh- on how quickly you bring things back. And I've got in this first hour today. We'll talk about the GDP report. I want to talk about. Per, we'll talk about all kinds of economic data, which, on the face of them, would just have you think, "Oh my, these this is this is now very very real to people." Um, and I believe it'll get even more real in the weeks to come. Next week is Job Saturday. Right. I know it's the first it's the first Saturday of May and you were expecting that this was Job Saturday, but when when the Friday falls on the first of the month, you put off jobs the, the jobs report for a week, which means job Saturday is not actually until next week, the ninth, uh which I believe is also fish opener if uh tradition holds. Um but we'll be here and we'll be giving you the jobs report. If this If this all works out well tonight, that might even be a live show and you can you'll be able to join in, call us uh, then. But I'm not giving you the number now because if you call if you call while you're hearing this, nobody there. Sorry. So um, let's go through the, the, the data and let me go first of all and foremost to U.S. GDP numbers. Wait till I tell you the EU numbers, which I'll do in the next segment. But if you look at the U.S. GDP numbers, the contraction at an annualized rate, 4.8%. The estimate was to be down 4%, so it was a little worse than we thought, although not a whole lot worse. I thought anything between 4 and 6% would be treated as pretty normal, if you had something that was better than a minus 3, everyone would be like, well, I don't even believe that number. No one believe it. So 4.8 felt to people like a real number. Um, indeed, when you get these size of declines, um, typically the revisions to these data will end up making them worse, making this number worse as you go along. Interestingly, and because... We're all stats geeks here listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. We know that uh, the, the federal government takes these revisions very seriously, and they get kind of upset if we sort of try to guess at them. So interestingly, Brett Moulton, who's the head of the Bureau of Economic Analysis at the Commerce Department, had a series of tweets talking about how much better the data is now than what happened in 2008 or excuse me, 2009, where in the first quarter, the first estimate of GDP in Q1 of 2009 was 4.5%. And when they finished with the revisions, it was 6.8%. He contends this won't be like that because the data collection and the amount of information they have to make the estimate at the end of 30 days from the end of a quarter is far better than it is before, that said, because I know you're both you're all data- you're both data geeks. I only have two listeners my gosh um if, you, if if um if you are interested in those kinds of issues, it will be interesting to see how much this gets revised. My bet is at the end of the at when they finish this you're almost for sure going to end up with five percent you you'll end up in the five somewhere. But I don't think, I'll agree with Moulton, it probably won't be as bad as the revision they did in 2009-Q1. It was as if he was trying to head off that argument uh, in in advance. Um, One thing that helped, federal non-defense spending up 3.1%. State and local budgets were flat. Next quarter they will be down. The debate in Congress right now, about which I probably will not say anything more today, I want to see, I want to see the lay of the land. I might say something about it next week, but right now I'm just waiting. Um, I am gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, but I'm holding off on that. Mm. When people say the government's trying to keep everything shut down, remember one other thing is shut down, and that is tax revenue. Right, states that don't have an income tax. Live off of sales taxes, okay, because typically property taxes, which are very stable, go to local governments and do not typically or not much of them go to states. They stay with counties and municipalities and school districts. Those taxes won't change, although there'll be tons of tax arrears from people who can't afford to pay their their property tax bill when it comes due if they're the, if they're folks that pay it themselves rather than having it taken out of a mortgage escrow account, like I still do, but state state governments are getting starved right now, and that's going to be part of why second quarter is going to look worse in my mind, even if this thing turns out to be a v shaped recovery, the second quarter will be worse than the first, everything else. Everything else on this number. I'm just going to tick them off quick. We'll, we'll dig into the details in the next segment. But personal spending down 7.6%. Services, consumption of services down 10.2%. All those personal services that we closed early in many states, that's all gone. Okay? Durable goods spending down 16% in the month. Just remarkable numbers but non-durable goods jumped up 6.9% because people were buying toilet paper, hand sanitizers, food at the supermarket to fix and eat at home, all of that helped build it up. Non-residential fixed investment down 8.6%. Structures and equipment spending were down. IP was 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 pretty flat. The other place where you got a boost was the quirky math of how we treat trade because imports shrunk dramatically over 15% decline in how many goods we imported in this period in the first quarter because of that we end up having less we end up having uh, a reduction the amount of the GDP drop was less because of that will that continue? I expect that one actually will We'll get into the details of it right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business
5: 1440. I'll back I'll back
6: Imagine setting a goal for yourself today that will help you and your family forever. There are amazing opportunities in the markets right now. Improving your financial awareness provides the path for you to be the best steward of your money. Maybe it's to manage your broker better, or learning the skills to self-direct, or maybe it's to create a little extra income. Start improving your financial awareness today. Call Online Trading Academy at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com.
1: Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. SurroundMSP.com, connecting you with new customers. Whoa! Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream business. Fourteen forty top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com.
5: Hi, this is Ryan with My Three Quotes. My business is the only free service of its kind where homeowners can receive three separate bids on any brand of roofing, siding, and windows from three local contractors after only one short meeting with me. Well, did you know that free short meeting can also happen over the phone? Over the years, I've had many customers take advantage of my virtual appointments. You know, I've got this down. Customers simply send me a few pictures, and we discuss the best options to fit their budget needs over the phone. I can get all the measurements I need online with today's satellite programs, and voila! You receive accurate installed quotes via email a few days later, same as my popular in-person process. This is great for busy people, and it's being used even more with today's health concerns. It's the best way to receive three competitive bids on the top brands of window siding and roofing with zero salespeople trouncing through your home. I work hard to find you the best prices and quality. So set up your virtual appointment today with me, Ryan, at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like
0: pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app.
4: Good morning, world. It's a brand new day. I pack my bags and I don't know. Well, we could
3: use a brand new day. Where there's baseball. You know, I'm almost ready to go play baseball myself. By the way, last weekend, golf was gorgeous. And will I do it again this, this weekend? Absolutely. Absolutely. And John and I are gonna get out sometime soon too. I was gonna, gonna
6: say, how gonna did you hit last back. weekend, King? Yeah, didn't really matter, yeah, did know? it? <laughs> yeah,
3: no, no. I actually didn't play. I played okay, not great, but you know it was still a weekend to kick off rust because we really had not been able to get out. I mean, you couldn't go to a driving range. You couldn't go. To, we couldn't go down to to Top Golf or do any things we would normally do to sort of sharpen the game. Oh yeah. Uh, beforehand, so it was three months of nothing, and then you just got up one morning, grabbed the clubs, and went to the first tee. Well, you know how that's going to go, right? Uh, and the second day was not much better than the first, but uh, it I do sense that the ball's traveling further. That makes me feel good. Uh, I just need to be a little more consistent. That, that wasn't very know. good, was it? No, not at all. Oh, Leonard, I love you. I love you, Leonard.
6: Uh, We'll set it up, King, and we'll get Lee out there this year. I promise. There,
3: I I'm so excited for that. Anyway, uh, tweet us, uh, tweet at us using the hashtag pound KBRS. Uh, here it's the it's the data it's the data driven hour of the King Banyan Show right here right now. Getting into the details of the GDP report and and um, you, you know it's one of the 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 sheet this month, so there's a. When you get the report, and I remember in the old – this is going back just so in case you're new to the show because you're stuck around the house for another couple of weeks and you've you've tripped on to the King Banyan show. Let me just give you a quick set of who I am and what I do. I'm an economist who's taught since the early to mid-'80s and since 84 have lived here in Minnesota and taught at St. Cloud State University in the economics department. They hired me in part to teach forecasting. Very early on in my career, I was buying uh, data wherever I could get it to draw charts that I could use in my classes, in my forecasting class in particular. I actually wrote a textbook about forecasting in the early 90s. It never got published, but my students lived off of it for about a decade. And then better things came along, and I didn't feel like writing a textbook anymore, so I, I just used other people's. I just had them buy someone else's book at that point. They didn't have to buy my book. I gave it to them. Anyway, I, I would get these data, and they would come in the mail, and I would open them up. I can't tell you. I would get the GDP report. It would be announced. I would hear it on the radio, and I would have to wait about a week to actually get the flyer. When it showed up in the mail, my dear wife of 30-some years would look at me and say, it's as if you got another sports section to the newspaper." I eat up this stuff, and and I'm looking at table two titled contributions to percentage change in Re- real gross domestic product, and I go, oh, goody, goody, goody. Let's look at this one. All right, let me tell you what happened here. So GDP first quarter down 4.8%. As you go through the table, the first thing that happens is personal consumption expenditures down 5.26%. For those of you that think it's because we can't go out to eat, I'm going to read you two numbers. Contributions to GDP, the contribution from us not going out because you've closed the restaurants pretty much all together. Yes, you can take food on takeout. You can get you, and you can have Postmates or somebody deliver it or Uber Eats deliver it to you. Down, okay, that thing by itself subtracted 1.6 1. percent, 1.61 percent from GDP. But you're buying food to eat from home that went up 1.1 percent. So closing the restaurants net took away one half of one percent of GDP. But remember, that's only for two about two to three of the 13 weeks in the first quarter. All right, so you probably have to multiply that by four to say about two percent of GDP was was. of GDP in a full quarter would be harmed by us not being able to go out out to get dinner and instead replacing with food from home. It also tells you what the value, perhaps, of the services at home are instead. Because my wife says she's enjoying the best enchiladas of her life now that her husband's home and cooking for her uh, uh, pretty much every night of the week. Thank you. You're welcome, because I love to cook. But here are the other places that, okay, and that's why I say I love this, because I could tell stories like that by being able to pick out these little statistics in this piece here. Motor vehicle sales subtracted almost a full percent from GDP. People are not going out to buy cars right now, right? Do you want to get in a car that you've never been in before? Do you want to walk around a parking lot and test drive something? Are you sure that it was disinfected from the last person who took it out for a test drive I hope I hope John, we're not selling any car ads on the show uh because i may have I may have uh, wrecked it for somebody, but no way I baby. Would ju- uh, um, <laughs> this but you can just see you know you can just see that that's a big that's a big number down let me let me pick out another piece here, and this is the one that was most surprising and striking: health care. All things equal. okay, John. Let's play along. Healthcare. Would you have thought we GDP in the first quarter would have been? You know, the contribution of GDP from healthcare went up or went down in the last three months?
6: Uh, I would guess it went down just because everything's been focused on this COVID. People aren't going into the hospitals, are they? I've, I've heard that's been an issue. That's correct. Yeah, that's people aren't making the regular trips they otherwise would be making because they don't want to get anywhere near COVID nineteen.
3: So this is the big one though. Okay? I told you the restaurants being shut, 1. Point, the full service restaurants shut 1.61% subtraction from GDP. Healthcare subtracted 2.25% from GDP. Elective surgeries and and I use that word guardedly. I have I have friends that uh need to get tested uh who are who are currently in remission from cancer and they need to be tested again and and get looked at. I've got conditions. My my checkup was postponed for two months. Um, you know, mine is probably a lot more mild than the person who's been diagnosed with cancer but's currently in remission. Okay. That person probably needs to get that test at some point. 2.25% subtracted from that. Um, elsewhere, big contributors, uh, uh, equipment uh particularly uh particularly uh industrial equipment subtracted about three tenths of one percent transportation equipment subtracted 0.48 percent from gdp and that's in the investment category so investments were down um, private inventory subtracted half a percent as well meaning that meaning that um, meaning that there was an unexpected decrease in inventories during that quarter, because that's probably that's probably us all rushing out to buy the hand sanitizers and the and the and the toilet paper. Like I noted, the only pieces that went up that had any contribution in a positive way was uh, spending uh, by the federal government, particularly on uh, non-defense goods, adding about eight hundredths of a percent. So if you went up and down the line, that those numbers. We're there one other point to make before before I get out of this segment um, of the of the uh, of of this this particular hour? The savings rate rose from seven point six percent to nine point six percent of personal income. So personal income was up, but consumption was way down. All right. So if you have disposable income and you don't spend it, that means that you save it, and that number went up rather dramatically over the last. And, and then on the following day, on Friday, it was reported out that uh, personal income and disposable personal income in March was down two percent, but personal consumption was down seven and a half percent, meaning that, meaning that, that overall savings was rising. Now here's the question, and this is the key question: to are, is it a V or a U or, or a W or an L? What, what's the what's the letter we're going to use to describe this recession the answer is this is that say, you answer that question by answering this question is the savings people have pent up demand or are they going to use it to rebuild their portfolios are they going to use it to pay down debt how are they what are they planning to do with the savings they've put in there some of that is because, they can't go out. They can't. They're, they're waiting to buy a car. They just don't think it's safe to go buy a car right now. I had a report from somebody who works in the real estate industry here in central Minnesota. Their sales are down about 2 to 3%. Their prices are up 5 to 6%. They are actually, in terms of sales volume overall, slightly up on the year. Th- and that data was through the end of april i just had that conversation with with that person in the later part of this last week that that tells me a couple things folks like folks who have income in a normal world are probably thinking themselves hey i can go out i can go out i can buy things and the interest rates are really really low refinances went up for the second week in a row this this week uh So the mortgage market is pretty pretty steady, and there seems to be money out there. But for people at the lower end of the income distribution, I'm a little concerned about whether or not their pent-up demand is really pent-up demand. Their savings is that, or if it's being meant instead to pay bills off and to somehow try to hang on through May and pay the May rent because right now they don't have a job. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
7: This whole sordid affair has been a shock to all of us, but we must get on with our lives.
1: And bring your brooms because it's a mess
7: diabetes
0: high blood pressure anxiety meds everyone's on them if you're a 50 year old male maybe a bit porky and you may even have type 2 diabetes a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month call term provider speak with big lou at 800-555-2085 big lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure Five twenty eighty five eight hundred 85 800 555 2085
4: 800-555-2085. social security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement as your life changes year to year so do your needs for over 80 years social security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life today See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
5: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
4: I can't believe we have to make this commercial.
6: It's ridiculous.
4: You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this.
6: This commercial is about, well, it's about parents being rude at high school athletic events.
7: Ridiculous, right?
6: It gets worse studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior
4: so now there's a shortage of refs here in Minnesota in almost all sports
6: no officials means no more games
0: is that what you want for us
6: come on parents
0: it's time to grow up
6: cheer for your team be proud of your children but stop being so ridiculous and don't make us run another commercial because we will
3: this message presented by the minnesota state high school league and the minnesota interscholastic activities administrators association reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship
2: the following program was pre-recorded
4: now for all of you out there who need to know a little bit more about a little bit less here he is mr know-it-all living in the city
3: Mr. Peabody,
1: more make me hey, Sherman, now, just more bad news.
3: King Banyan Show Business fourteen forty. We're pound KBRS on Twitter. You can find us with that hashtag. My my Twitter handle at Banyan Show. Every other letter is an A, if you're wondering. How do I spell Banyan? And why does he pronounce it that way? Well the latter part is a is a longer story but the shorter the shorter part of it is in fact it's an armenian name and indeed this is this is the week uh including the 20 uh back on the 24th uh we would have noted that uh that date was the uh date where we have the remembrance of the armenian genocide on that day and uh i've been enjoying a new book and i may have him on the show uh, it's my show. It has my name. I think I can engage in a little uh, little bit of personal preferences. My cousin has written a book about our grandmother uh, and her remarkable story of Journey to America. And if you wouldn't mind, I will tweet at you during uh, the show here today um, a link to where you can go find the book and about the book. Uh, and I'll see if I can get John to come on, uh, my cousin John, to come on and uh, talk about it uh sometime in the next few weeks uh because um gosh it's uh it's it's a really good story it's a sad story too it has it, it i mean because you know some of some of my family members die in the in the story but um they're obviously people i wouldn't have remembered because they died back in the old country fifty years before i fifty some years before I was born um so so, uh, but it's a story. It's a story worth hearing. A story worth worth uh, worth the telling. So uh, we'll we'll do that. Um, anyway, we were talking before the before the break about about this savings, and I want to say two more things about the personal the, the about this the consumption report. So again, for my data geeky friends. The the second – so there was three reports in a row this week that really helped. The GDP report really set the table. We'd all been waiting for it. We all knew it was going to be negative. We knew it wouldn't be the worst of it, that the second quarter would be worse. We've had our our little kick around of the data that's inside it, and we – and it's pretty much the story we expected. I think the health care number is the one where you go, hmm, that's really interesting. Why does that happen? It, but – but one number that was in there was the savings rate for Q1, and that savings rate was at 9.6%. The next day, you get the personal outlays, personal income and outlays report from the same office. It comes out always 24 hours later, and the number in it oftentimes will be a surprise that tells you where the revision to the number they announced yesterday is likely to go. The number on consumption was expected to be down 5.1%. Instead, it was down 7.5%. That makes it likely that when they go to do the next, the next announcement on GDP in a few weeks' time, that that will pull that number down to below 5%. That I, I I think that's I think that's baked into the cake. I don't expect anything else to happen that could cause it to move that much, but that number missing by that much was a pretty was a pretty good size was a pretty good size miss. But here's the other one I was talking about just before the break. Personal outlay, outlays decreased by one point one six trillion, uh decreased one point one six trillion and and Personal savings at $2.17 trillion in March. Who among us would have intentionally wanted to save 13%? I want you to think about this for a minute. And this is why, because I got into a discussion with a couple of people who I think listen to the show. I know they interact with me regularly on Twitter at pound KBRS. Here is here's the, they think, one of them was trying to make the argument with me that that no, people have been not saving very much, and they, they and this is now their time where they're going to pull their horns in, and they're just not going to consume. During the peak, during the worst of the Great Recession in 2008-2009, savings shot up, right? Because people are like, oh my gosh, my 401k just got hammered. I've got to rebuild. I've got to rebuild my, my portfolio. I need to pull in my spending, I need to divert some money in there. Didn't get to thirteen percent. The highest number I can find, I believe, is eleven, eleven and a half. I'm gonna have to go check that number one more time because I'm just doing that from memory right now. But I don't remember a number above ten or eleven during that period. Thirteen percent. Some of this is got to be pent up demand. And the question really is then, when does that pent up demand come out to play when does it when do we go back to the car lots okay i'm not i'm not going to talk about the movie theater or something like that okay because that matters there's no question that matters but i think long before you'll see people crowding restaurants and theaters you'll see people back to buying cars and if and if you and so for me what I'm spending my time thinking about is I was trying to think about, well, how am I going to track the recovery from this to figure out if it's a V, a U, a W, an L, whatever. The way I'm going to think about it is what. think about the sequence through which one is going to come back out to, into the economy and what will they purchase and what can we look for first and if i if I think about that, I think it's going to be in this in in reverse, okay, so if I think of it i i I actually refer to it in in a conversation, a phone conversation with somebody as think of it as LIFO. the last thing that the last thing that goes into hibernation in this process will be the first thing to come out. The restaurants went in first, I think they come out last. The movie theaters went in just about first, they come out last. The things that you shut down late in the process, those things that we stopped doing late, will come back first. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be determined by what the governor opens up or doesn't open up. I don't think that matters, because honestly... What the governors decide to open probably isn't the driving factor in this. What's the driving factor is consumer mentality. What will they choose to feel they can go do? I think you're going to be far more willing to walk around, particularly in July and August in the bright sun, when we kind of realize that being outside in a, on a sunny day is probably not as risky as being in a crowded room, and we're going to be okay with going out to shop for a car. Car lots are going to be able to figure out, look, if I make a show of how I'm disinfecting cars that have been through a test drive, and say, and maybe I even say to somebody, I've got a car back there being cleaned right now because it was out on a test drive. It might be the car you're looking for. You take them back and you let them watch it being cleaned. And you say, would you like to take it for a test drive? And off you go. This is exp- this is expensive though, right? This is going to eat into the car dealer's profit. There was a great story you you, you may have seen this uh, on Friday. Uh there was a story in the in the in the Wall Street Journal cuz Thursday evening after the close of the market, Amazon announced its its sales which went up, but its profits went down. Why? Because they were in fact They were, in fact, having to spend a whole lot more to get goods to consumers. Worldwide shipping costs. I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal story by Dana Mattiola and Sebastian Herrera. Um, Worldwide shipping costs were $10.9 billion in the the first quarter, a 49% increase from the year earlier figures. Their revenues were only up 26%, so that means that their net profit went down as a result. Let me scroll down. The pandemic strained their tech operations. Amazon said it expects to spend around $4 billion on coronavirus-related costs like employee testing, increased wages. It spent more than $600 million on such costs in the first quarter, quarter, unquote. Uh, let Let me continue it. Amazon also spent heavily in the quarter hiring more employees, temporarily raising the pay of essential workers by $2 an hour. Amazon said that additional pay for hourly workers through May 16th will cost $700 million. People will come back out. People are going to be buying. We'll see those sales numbers go back up. The GDP numbers go back up. But profits are going to be a little more challenging for a while longer, even for a company like Amazon. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
0: Business 1440 is KYCR, Golden Valley.
6: Eric Metax is here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com.
7: Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I've come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects, and I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at ReliefFactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Life across America, the Billboard people. Everybody, holy, holy, I think that bogey, be, be, be. I'm
3: a that bogey, bogey. Hey. sweet, sweet. Every you wondered how bad it could be. Well, here's how bad it could be. While watching what I thought was a what I thought would be kind of a, I didn't know that I really wanted to watch it. It was a CNN clip and uh, being reported by Jim Acosta, who certainly has his views regarding the uh, current administration. He actually got this little clip of Kevin Hassett, who's the head of the Council of Economic Advisers, speaking. And in a moment of true candor, I think true candor, um, Kevin Hassett says this. Play cut number nine for me, please, John. Since the Great Depression.
2: The fact is that right now, you know, 30 million people have uh, filed for unemployment insurance. Uh, The unemployment rate is probably up around 19 percent. And those numbers are as startling as anything we've seen since the Great Depression.
3: Okay, you are the head of the Council
2: of Economic Advisors.
3: And you just said these numbers are as startling as anything since the great the Great Depression. Wow. I don't know about you, but I I would if I was Kevin, and I I will call him by his first name because I have actually met him. He came to speak here at St. Cloud State some years ago, and it, he's a delightful human. Um, just really, he's a, he really is a good dude, uh, and uh, and. You said 19% on a camera, on CNN? I don't know that I'm going to want to answer the phone call from the boss later. I think that's high, and here's why. Yes, we added another 3.8 million uh, initial claims for unemployment insurance. You should pay attention to the following. The number that we sell them report to you is continuing claims, meaning a person who stayed unemployed for an additional week or two. All right. That number currently is at 17 million. The three, so take the 17 million, add roughly the four. You get to 21. Take 21 million people, add that to probably approximately four Four and a half million people who were unemployed before this whole shebang started. Let's round up to five. Now we'll call it 26. Take 26 million and put it into the the approximately 140, 145 million workforce. I'm doing these numbers off the top of my head. You get to 15, 16 pretty easily. 19 feels like a bit of a stretch. Remember, the number that we... okay. If he's talking May, then that's a different deal. So I wondered if if what Hassett had in mind was in fact numbers that he sees coming yet that cause him a little more concern than uh, than what we've seen so far. At the time he's doing this, right here on Business fourteen forty on he uh, would have been hearing uh, hearing on Bloomberg Radio. Uh, Tim Fiori, he's the uh, chairman of the manufacturing survey for the Institute of Supply Management, and and they just came out with their numbers. And I would say, and this is the last set of numbers we're going to do here in the data-driven hour of the King Banyan Show, he says these numbers are not so bad, really. Let's play cut number seven, John. Make any impact on the economy.
2: Well, I think we have a pretty good reflection of what happened in April here with this number of 41.5. Uh, what kind of really stands out is the rate of change and then the level of change. Let me just bring a couple points up. Our new order level rate of change had not been seen at that speed of decline since 1951. The production level decline had not been seen since 1984. And the absolute numbers that we reached on the new order level hadn't been seen since the financial crisis December of '08. And on the production side, the decline, that, that level of change had never been seen since 19, hadn't been seen since 1948. So really dramatic numbers here. I think, uh, you know, overall it kind of feels like maybe we can see the bottom of the hill. I don't think that the, the rate of change has increased throughout the month of April. I, I know when I was on the show in, in early April, I felt that we really couldn't measure where we were because things were still declining my my feeling at this point and the comments from the community although the comments were three to one negative throughout the month uh what's going to happen first is that the u.s demand is going to come back with the market stabilizing and then the global demand will come probably arrive first and uh, be reflected in the new export orders but the single biggest issue that the manufacturers have manufacturers and their suppliers it will be the ability to ramp back up to meet some level of output before the the virus and maintain the social distancing requirements within their factors.
3: That's a lot to take in, but but let's let's think about that think about that for a minute. What he's basically saying is, if in your head, or maybe if you have a sheet of paper and a and a, a pen or pencil in front of you, draw what a cycle looks like. Okay, technical term a sine wave. All right, so it's going to have a peak, and then it's going to roll down to a valley. They're going to be rounded at the top and at the bottom. There's a point where your pencil or pen goes from turning down at an increasing rate to continuing down but a decreasing rate, so you can start to make the bottom. He's saying you're in that second half of that place in manufacturing. He's seeing a bottom coming. That's what he's trying to say, and he does it some more. Cut number eight, please. Inventory,
6: for example.
2: Sure. Two answers to that. So 90 percent of our respondents were 90 plus percent were the, the comments were all about the virus. Seventy six percent of the comments were revenue related. Twenty eight percent were supply chain related. So, you know, clearly, they think the biggest threat to their company is really the revenue decline, not so much the, their ability to get product. But, you know, with, with that being said, I think there's clearly CPOs and, and the, the manufacturing areas, chief procurement officers are clearly looking at making sure that we're not 100% single source in any particular geographic region. I mean, that's that's the lesson of all of this. You know, we started to learn that through the tariff activity for the last two and a half years. But, you know, obviously you cannot have all of your eggs in one basket because if it's going to risk the revenue output of your company, then that's a bad strategy.
3: So diversifying out of China is something that they're learning. They've learned, perhaps. But the important part of that was in the very first part, that, indeed, what they're seeing is what they're seeing right now is a decline in demand. So cars aren't being produced, lots of manufactured goods aren't being produced. We're seeing that, we're seeing that, in fact, more and more in this, in this period. Before I run out of time, we're going to start in the next hour to talk about the FOMC meeting this past this past week. Let's get Jay Powell's perception of what's going on in the economy. He spoke only about Four hours after the report came out when they did the FOMC announcement. Let's play cut number one, please.
5: Millions of workers are losing their jobs. Next week's jobs report is expected to show that the unemployment rate, which was at 50-year lows just two months ago, has surged into double digits. Household spending has plummeted as people stay home, and measures of consumer, consumer sentiment have fallen precipitously. Hotels, airlines, restaurants, department stores, and other retailers have been particularly hard hit. Manufacturing output fell sharply in March and is likely to drop even more rapidly this month, as many factories have temporarily closed. Overall, economic activity will likely drop at an unprecedented rate in the second quarter. And that unprecedented rate, according to the Atlanta
3: Fed, is at 16% currently, and according to some private estimates, might run out to thirty to thirty-five percent.
2: Don't hit me with them. That's what the, way it's so early in the morning.
3: That's what this, That's what this particular moment in time is like. Yet, is it possible that we've actually found the bottom of this? Right, that the bottom's in sight. That's still an open question. But I'm beginning to think that, based on the things I'm hearing, I'm going to talk about them before we talk more Powell in the next segment. I'm beginning to think that maybe we're not wrong about this. That maybe it's probably not going to be July, might not be August, but September or October. I'm feeling a little more positive about that right now. We'll be back after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty.
0: going to think about this. I
6: am really going to think about
1: this. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station
5: will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit the station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. Attention,
6: hardworking Americans that pay too much in taxes. How would you like to get an extra five thousand dollars back from your prior year's tax returns? Family Tax will take your filed tax returns for the last three years and analyze them. We are experts at finding hidden credits and deductions other tax companies miss. Even if you've already filed, it's never too late. We guarantee that the IRS will send you back at least five thousand dollars, or our services are free. If you get a paycheck from your job. You make at least $30,000 a year. Call right now and learn how you can get an extra $5,000 back from the IRS from your past three years of tax returns. Make this guaranteed free call now. 800-250-4079. 800-250-4079. 800-250-4079.
1: That's 800-250-4079.
0: in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the
1: work from JTR.
5: Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com.
1: Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com.